What's up, people? And thank you all for listening in to this episode of the New Generation Hero Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart, and you got a big show lined up for you guys today. Of course, we'll be talking about the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer that released earlier this week. We'll be giving you guys our thoughts, what we thought about the trailer. We'll also be talking about uh, Matt Mark Hughes' uh, article on Forbes on the Batman uh, movie and, and some details he, he laid out uh, in that article. We'll also talk about the Shazam TV spot that came out. There's some details that came out about the new Gods film being uh, directed by Ava DuVernay. Um, some word about a new Avengers movie coming out. Uh, X-Men possibly coming on the Disney Plus app. A lot of stuff happening. Of course, at the end of the show, we'll have our episode recap. This week, we'll be talking about the return of The Flash, which came, which came back from his hiatus last week. We'll give you guys... Our thoughts on what we thought about that episode and more. So joining me as always are my co-hosts, starting with Shamari Stewart. Shamari, what is up, man, and what are you looking forward to talking about today? Um, not much is up. I mean, kind of same old stuff. I mean, um, you know, of course, as you said, we had the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer uh, finally came out. We've been looking forward to that for so long. Um, so I'm looking forward to talking about that. And of course, I'm looking forward to talking about The Flash as well, um, because uh, I think this season's been interesting. I'm glad that hiatus is over. Um, so I'm looking forward to get back to talking about these shows. And Kendall joins us, as always, here remotely from Philadelphia. Kendall, what are you looking forward to talking about today, and how you doing? Yeah, I'm looking forward to, uh, to talking about what apparently we got this covered has, uh, you know, they, they, they reportedly have two major stories. Um that they broke related to Marvel. Uh, so I'm excited to talk about those stories, one involving the X-Men and one involving uh, the Avengers. So excited to talk about that, man. Should be a good show. And a uh, quick programming note, make sure you head over to our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where you can find our uh, recent episode review for Young Justice episodes 7, 8, and 9 of Season 3, Outsiders. We've been doing our uh, YouTube... We've been using our YouTube channel to do our... Uh, episode recaps for Young Avengers. I mean, excuse me, uh, Young Justice. So uh, be sure you check Young that Avengers, out. Young Avengers. What? <laughs> uh, Young <laughs> Justice. Yeah, spoiler. That's a, a future. I ran back to the ran to the future like Nora and then came back. I was like, yeah, we we have Young Justice. We have Young Avengers stuff <laughs> on YouTube. No, nah. don't, don't don't ruin the timeline, EJ. <laughs> um, but nah, you can catch that uh that, that Young Justice stuff on our YouTube channel. Uh, I think at some point we'll probably talk about it on the show at some point, but. We're doing full reviews on YouTube, so check that out, New Generation Media, uh, for that content. But let's start the show again, talking about Spider-Man Far From Home trailer, released earlier this week. This is a very interesting trailer to me, because I, I kind of teased over the last few weeks that I had not been all that excited about this movie because of what I had been hearing was the storyline. Um, after seeing this trailer, I gotta be honest, I was expecting not to like it. But I did. Um, uh, I think that they kind of had the right tone. I think tone is very important, especially with what we got from Infinity War. I think we're kind of hoping to see a little bit more fun in these next few Marvel movies, in regards to what happens in Endgame. And I think there's a lot of that in this film. Uh, I did enjoy the, um, the 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 comedy in regards to uh, you know Peter kind of having it in his head that oh I could you know have this trip where I'm not Spider-Man and I could see if I could, you know, get closer to Michelle and, uh, you know, I'm just going to have a good time. And then Nick Fury kind of coming in 
with his, you know, nonsense as always, some kind of threat that he needs Spider-Man to help him with and kind of ruining his trip. Um, I thought there were some great moments. Obviously, the, the, the big moment was the end with, uh, with, with Mysterio showing up, um, green suit, dome head and all. Overall, I, I, I dug this trailer. Uh, I'm very curious to hear see what you guys thought about it. So I'm going to kick it to Shamari first. What did you make of Spider-Man Far From Home trailer one? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to make of it. Um, I mean, it wasn't a bad trailer. I don't think it looks like it's going to be a bad movie. Um, I, just, I think I just need a little more. I just think I need more to be excited, to get excited about it. And I was hoping this trailer would What just, didn't this trailer bring for you? Huh? What didn't this trailer bring for you to get you excited? What didn't it bring for me? Yeah. Um, so I didn't get uh, really much story involving the conflict. I see random elemental beings showing up, which I'm just like, all right, CGI random elemental beings. I've seen that in many, many movies, which I, I'm not like, you know, bashing this movie for that. And they look they look good. They look great, you know, but, um, you know, which I expect nothing less from Marvel. But. I mean, all right, so that is there, okay, you know, um, not completely, not totally looking forward to seeing Spider-Man battle a bunch of, like, I don't know, lava monsters or sand monsters or water water monsters, whatever, so I'm like, okay, but okay, so this, that. I saw mad people on Twitter were like, yo, Sandman and Hydro Man's in this movie. I'm like, no, fam. You will be disappointed. (laughs) You will be very disappointed when you watch this. Um... So I'm like, all right. I mean, I was hoping a little bit more with regards to um, what the it, what the the issue is with the villain and with Mysterio and what's going on with that. But I didn't get that in this trailer, which you know, it's the first trailer, okay. But it's, that's not going to get me really excited. Um, uh, I don't know. Um, Mysterio, Mysterio looks good. Um, I'm not com- sure what he's doing there. I mean, he's, like, flying around, shooting beams out of his hands. I'm like, all right. I mean, I don't know what's happening here. Um, but he looks good. He looks good. But it's still, it's just, I don't know. It's just, it's not, it's not hitting it for me, you know. And most of the trailer was, okay, Peter's on vacation in Europe. And I'm sure it's going to be funny. Um, I, I don't know. I, I got it, I I feel like I got a lot of him as a kid in the first movie, which is what it should have been. Mm-hmm. This movie, I want something else. You know, I don't want to see Peter going. It's only <laughs> been a couple of years, and he was I know. a sophomore in high school. When you last saw him. I know, but you know, change for that whatever reason, sophomore to junior or senior year. For whatever reason, what a good portion of this trailer was him vacationing. And it's like, that's fine, but I feel like I'm gonna get bored with that. Like, I don't know what to say. I feel like I'm gonna. I feel like if that's like a three, if that's like half the movie. Well, it's I mean, not gonna be half the movie. I think it's not gonna be just. I don't. I mean, I think that's a fair assumption. But right, maybe, I mean, that's fine. I mean, it was half the trailer. If I'm being honest, you know. Yeah. So I. So I'm just like, okay, all right, you know, like, so I don't know. So I. I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying from what I yeah, saw I see, and what, I what isn't getting me excited. That's not getting me excited, you know. So that's how I felt. That's how I felt about the trailer. What about you, Kendall? 
Yeah, I mean, I thought this trailer was, uh, I thought it was very solid. You know, I, I similar to EJ, was a little down on this movie. Um, although I think a lot of it probably stemmed from me being, I mean, a little bit removed from Far From Home. Uh, not Far From, from Homecoming. And, you know, I think this trailer did a good job of reminding you the characters and uh, some of the interaction between the characters. That was important. Um, and showing how, you know, it's a different, there are different dynamics this, this time going forward that we had in the last movie, which I think people will be interested in seeing. Um, I'm not still, I'm still not sure about this entire Mysterio. He's not exactly the bad guy marketing idea. Mm-hmm. Given that, I mean, people like us, I mean, we are, I mean, obviously we're not, we're, we don't know what's going to happen, but we're not buying that that's the case. So if they if they want to pull, pull the switcheroo and say, oh, he's behind the, the elementals, that'll be some Scooby-Doo type of, you know, plot twist. You know, that's not something that we're not looking at, we're not looking forward, we're not, you know, that's something that we're obviously looking forward to, so. I mean, I would hope to think that there is another twist that we're not expecting, but um, that does not seem to be the case. Everything I've seen, uh, he was cast, Jake Gyllenhaal, to be the villain. Yeah. You know, that, that could have been bad reporting, but generally, those initial reports, they were even casting calls for this character, and it was the lead villain. Yeah. You know, it wasn't like, oh, yeah, supporting character. Yeah. Um, so that's why it, I'm not sure about this idea of Mysterio's look. If he's if he's not done, then it's whatever. It's a whole another conversation. Um, whether or not that whether or not that's a good idea, but I mean, I'm uh, working on the assumption that he will at some point be the villain of this movie, and that's not going to be a shocker to 75 percent of the audience. Um, even the people that don't know Mysterio, I think, will kind of read the tea leaves of, again, this, this could end up being a Scooby-Doo like a, a Scooby-Doo like turn, where it's like very obviously the one dude that kind of doesn't fit this this story comes out of nowhere, end up being the bad guy. Yeah, so, and that's and that's something we've seen in many um, movies. I mean, we saw that in The Incredibles. I mean, we see that. I mean, we see that in all kinds of. You're right. The good thing about The Incredibles, though, is that The Incredibles has an obvious red herring. Yeah, it yeah. Did. Well, it has somebody that they wanted you to believe with the obvious right hearing at least. Yeah, I mean, maybe this movie will too, but they're not. I mean, we, I mean, I mean we saw that that in like both the Incredibles, more so in the second. Yeah, one, but we saw it in both the Incredibles. Yeah, sure, that's true. That's yeah. true. This could be more like the Incredible, <laughs> but the the thing, the good thing about the Incredible is that like that wasn't an original story in which that wasn't that wasn't like a story that was taken from the comics where we do syndrome with a villain. True. Right. If I knew Syndrome was a villain coming into The Incredibles, that twist has way less impact. You know, still, I mean, it's still a good movie, but this one, I, I mean, I'm watching it like expecting Mysterio to turn. So that that is the one issue I have. Um, but I mean, the rest of the characters, uh, I'm sold on. You know, the I'm glad that we're that we're getting Fury in this movie. It reminds me of the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon where yeah, yeah. Fury and Spider-Man go back and forth in like every episode. So, uh, and that's one of my uh, one of my favorite uh, Marvel cartoons. So, yeah, like I mean, this seems like it's going to be a positive movie. It doesn't seem like it's a 
earth shattering in terms of this. It doesn't seem like it's earth shattering in terms of the stakes, but uh, I don't think it should be, especially coming off of we're gonna be coming right after Gang Game. I don't need another world-ending world consequence type of movie. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, it's in, and to me, you know, in terms of the Mysterio stuff, it, it is gonna be weird to see how they how they figure that out in terms of. Um, you know, is it plausible for them to go through a whole full uh, promotional campaign where we're expected to believe that Jake Gyllenhaal is the is a hero in this movie when he's playing such an iconic villain? Um, and then, so then, my qu- second question is: Okay, well, is, uh, do we have some point where eventually the promotional thing turns and we kind of see that he actually is the villain? And how does that work from a movie telling movie watching experience where like maybe they do kind of show oh like actually he is the villain maybe in the second or third trailer but like when you're watching the movie then like doesn't make sense when he turns like will it matter to anyone like i I get the impression that what we've seen and what we saw in this trailer was not a lot like we didn't see the last act i don't think at all in this trailer um i I think at all yeah not i agree we didn't see the last act no way Um, okay well maybe not the last act not like the final fight or anything like that. I agree with that. I mean, whatever. Last act. I mean, the final fight, whatever, the last 20, 30 minutes. I don't think we've seen anything. Right, yeah, that. yeah. There's nothing that we would be able to discern from this movie. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. So I think there I is there is a turn coming. There is a twist coming. I, I just wonder if it makes sense for them to go through this whole campaign like that. It didn't ruin the trailer for me. Uh, I thought the action sequences, uh, the few that were in there, looked really good. And I mean, look, maybe call me a sucker for this kind of you know content, but I enjoyed those. Uh, I enjoyed a lot of the content we had with, um, you know, him talking to Michelle and like kind of seeing that 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 relationship kind of like flourish in him and and uh and and Ned. Yeah. Like, though, I like I like these characters, you know. So like, I see what Shamari saying, where it's like, all right, like we we needed the high school aspect in the last movie because they they botched it every time they tried. We got it. Like, can we move on from that a little bit? But they established something that I thought was really strong. So I would like to have seen them uh, at least give it another. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with those characters still being involved and still being a big part of Peter's life. I think a part of Peter's life is that element. You know, you can't detach it from him as long as he's in high school. And that's what the other movies tried to explicitly do. And those did not. That was those were those were down, not downfalls, but those were pitfalls in those movies, um, you know. It didn't ruin Spider-Man 1. Uh, I don't think it... And it made Spider-Man try to do it, but they just didn't do it, they didn't do it in a way that was that effective. But uh, but I like that they, that those these people are still a big part of his life. Yeah. I mean, I... I like the characters. And I still want them to be a, a part of the movie. You know, I definitely don't want them to take... To, like, make it so that they have, like, n- barely any or no screen time... Like I don't want that. Um, I don't know. Maybe I. I think. I think it's just a trend with these uh, trailers. Because, in, in retrospect and thinking about it, this trailer kind of reminds me of the first Homecoming trailer, mm-hmm. where they showed him in school and they showed him interacting with his friends, you know. And then they show, oh well, you know, now he's, uh, you know, now he has to be Spider Man and da da. So, I mean, I feel like this movie is going to take the same, kind of have the same kind of line. And I think it's going to be good. I, I don't think this is going to be a bad movie by any means. I think it's going to be a great movie. But 
I need this the conflict to be more explained. The first movie in the trailers got me immediately. I was like, Vulture's just tearing stuff up, and I want to see this fight. Yeah. <laughs> you know, this movie is like a bunch of like random, um, you know, uh, random creatures that are made of of uh, whatever matter, <laughs> and then Mysterio's fighting them. And I'm just like, all right. I like that Nick Fury's in it a lot. Yeah. That's 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 going to be fun to see because Kendall's right. It reminds me of the Ultimate Spider-Man. Um, and I like I like that, that dynamic. Um, and, again, I'm excited to see the characters, too. Um, I don't know. I think maybe it's just the elementals. Maybe I wasn't <laughs> feeling the elementals. Well, I think the, I think the elementals are lame because I think they're not anything. <laughs> I think they're, they're Mysterio, clearly. So I'm like, it's, like, what is this? So I mean, now the question I, is, I, does it work in a movie? You know that, right. and that's something we just gonna have to watch. You know, I, I think the mystery. I, the the more I the more I talk to myself about this, I feel like there definitely is a, they're the second to us. It has to be because it'd be too telegraphed to make Mysterio the the ultimate villain. Um, now you could do like the the, uh, an easy way of doing this, a typical a stereotypical way of doing this, and just saying. All the benefactor that's been providing Mysterio with, you know, tech or money, you know, the Norman Osborn play that people maybe be speculating about. Um, if it was Victor Von Doom. <laughs> it could be something even, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, that would be even greater. But it could be something a little bit more like, uh, well, regardless, it could be something a little bit more about, uh, um, like a character that we see in the movie because there's, there's supposed to be a female character in this movie that we don't know about. They haven't shown her yet. Apparently um, people don't know if it's Jessica Drew, if it's black cat, sure. Um, Gwen Stacy, potentially someone in Europe that's supposed to play a major role in this movie. I don't even know if she's been casted, but well, you but she's been casted. casted. We just don't yeah. Know obviously she's been casted. The, the, the casting, I don't think it's been public. Right. And I don't know if maybe that character ends up being the for all we know. And that's the twist. I I just feel like I I'd be surprised if this is a very straightforward like seventy five percent of the movie or even sixty percent of the movie or fifty percent Mysterio is good and then he just turns and then that's it. And then he's fighting spider. That would be uh in my opinion that'd be a bad job by Marvel. But I don't know, we'll see how it, if it's executed the right way it could always be good. But that I can't imagine them doing that and me being like on board with that. Yeah, I, I could see I could see a second twist coming. Um, I'm not sure what it would be. It it feels like it needs it with just the story that they're telling. Again, I, I I'm not you know I like this trailer and I, my pessimism for the movie definitely is not as uh, as 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 strong as it was maybe before this trailer. And it's okay. I'm intrigued. Uh, Mysterio looks great. It seems like the writing. The writing in terms of the 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 the, uh, the dialogue is really strong, um, so it seems like they got kind of the, the basic elements you need for a movie like this on point. So the question is just, can they get uh, you know kind of the whole story to kind of come together, you know? And and I'm I'm still waiting to see how they uh, they do that. But let's uh, move on. Let's talk about the Batman movie. So like I said earlier, uh, Mark uh, Mark Hughes wrote uh, a piece for the Forbes. Kind of uh, laying out where the Batman stands at this point. Uh, we we talking a lot on the show about how it seems like we don't get much information on this. We get little bits and pieces from sources that we're not really sure to believe. So 
he was kind of kind of gives us a reset in terms of where the movie stands. So he talks about how, as of right now, the movie is slated to come out in 2021. Uh, that's a date, according to him, that could eventually still be pushed back to 2022. But as of right now, 2021 is where they stand. He also mentions that um, that Penguin would be uh, slotted to be one of the villains because he was replaced in Birds of Prey with Black Mass so that they can put Penguin in this movie, which is something that we didn't know until uh, until uh, until he we knew that. But this is uh, more confirmation that that is indeed what happened. Um, he says the November date right now is still. Uh, it's not ne- necessarily an official date in terms of starting to shoot, but that they are planning to kind of start shooting, uh, start start shooting in the back half of the year, and that Affleck is almost certainly out. Um, there are no real people right now that are set to play the role of Batman, but I think he mentions uh, Jerry O'Connell as being someone who could possibly be uh, in the running to play Batman. So there's some information, Shamari, not so much super new but uh but at least some inform- more information that we've had recently what do you make of any of this stuff um i'm glad we got a scoop finally uh for this movie um so i'm i mean of course i'm looking forward to it i'm looking forward to us getting an official casting when they cast the batman um you know i'm looking forward to us getting that 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 news that they started production and that we got this schedule and I'm glad they're shooting for 2021. That sounds realistic. Um, you know, you know, we're not hearing, oh, it's coming out in 2020. And it's like, don't do that. Just have it. Just take your time. You know, come out with it when you can, when you know you'll be ready to do it. So I'm <laughs> glad to hear that. I'm interested in um, the Penguin being the being or one of the villains. I think that could be very good. I think we have a TV Penguin that is very good. Um, I think we've had iterations of penguins, and I think every iteration of penguin that's been on screen has been ex- excellent. Yeah, I think they have a. I think uh, we Dane have DeVito a, and and uh, I can't remember the gentleman um, that plays him on Gotham, but they're both really good. Yeah, Robin, Robin, Robin Lord. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, um, and the, any iteration of penguin we've had in the video games have been great sure. as well. I mean, I just I, I don't think they could really go wrong. You know, <laughs> I can't pe- see. I can't see them making a penguin that's t- trash. And penguin is kind of penguin makes sense because when I first heard, oh, a few villains, I'm like, oh, oh a few villains. That gets me very nervous. Um, to be fair, uh, Spider Man Three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any really any superhero movie with a lot of villains seems <laughs> always kind of fall. I mean, the ones that you think about that worked, you know, obviously the Dark Knight and and uh, Batman Begins, two movies that clearly had two villains and they worked tremendously. Mm. You could argue that. Dark Knight Rises, where maybe okay that did not work with Talia coming in late right. in the end, but um, but I hear this. I think Penguin actually works best for having him as with another villain, like we saw with Catwoman and Batman Returns, because because he's not a physically able man to fight. Like it makes sense he would hire people or have people to actually do the heavy lifting, so to speak, against Batman. He's kind of just pulling the strings to make life more difficult for for Bruce. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that, and um, yeah, I guess I'm just looking forward to hearing more news about the movie going forward. Why you, Kendall? Uh, this is a, a movie that that uh, that again we've talked a lot about. We haven't had that much information on it. What what do you make of any of the news you've heard from this uh, from this article? 
Can you hear me? Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's interesting because we have, uh, it seems like, like, like you said, it seems like there will be, um, we know that the Penguin's going to be in there, but there will likely be another villain. And the way they're, the, the way they framed it as, you know, Reeves wants it to be that, you know, noir style kind of detective movie. You have to wonder, is that guy, is, well, who is that second guy? Because I don't know if that guy is the Penguin at the villain. Um, is it Hush? Uh, I've seen some people throw out the Court of Owls. Um, I've seen some people throw out Riddler. I, I don't. I don't know who that who that third person is or second person rather. But uh, there are some uh, there are some interesting ideas. But the timeline makes sense based on what for the release date makes sense based on what we've talked about. Um, you know, I don't expect an actor. Uh, to be cast anytime soon. They said what May or they gave a date for when the actor should be cast, right? Uh, I'm not a hundred percent sure uh, about that. Yeah, I just know that they they don't know. Yeah, actually, yeah, it says like spring, maybe spring. Yeah. So I mean that that is obviously something we'll be looking out for. But it, you know, it seems like this movie definitely like it's moving at a snail's pace. But that's that's perfectly fine. Um, again, we talked about it a couple last, I think, last show. Like, there's no rush to get this movie out. It's got to be good. It's got to be high quality. Um, the only thing worse than having no Batman movie is having a bad Batman movie. And they, they'd be better off not doing one if they're going to do it poorly. So just take your time. They get, they can be good. Um, a lot of it's just going to come down to. Uh, it seems Reeves definitely also wants to tell the story of like there being multiple Batman films. I, he doesn't want to do the singular villain thing. Yeah, and then multiple uh, movies. He's he's planning to do. He's planning to. Apparently, this is this plan is for him to do multiple movies beyond this story. Hmm. Yeah, that was also revealed in this article. I'm wondering if they have any, um, like if there's any chance of. Um, uh, this Joaquin Phoenix Joker, mm. not necessarily making an appearance in this movie, but of him Speaking. appearing, yeah, making an appearance possibly in a future movie or mm. something like that. Um, especially if this this Joker movie does really well, that's going to be fascinating. That's a good point because it if it does well, it's going to be. I mean, forget about what Matt Reeves wants to do. I mean, there's going to be extreme pressure from Warner Brother executives to get Phoenix in a Batman movie. Yeah. And they made the plan. I we kept hearing was that that was standalone and, and not canon with anything else that was happening in the DC universe. So how do you how do they just justify that? Um, especially this movie's like rated no R. You think there's no chance no matter what? Yeah, no unless that movie. I mean, unless that movie wins an Oscar. How does we know that? I don't know if Todd Phillips and Martin Scorsese want their character. Even if it's done well, be used by Matt Reeves. Unless, I mean, they could also just be like, Reeves, you ain't doing the sequel. But I don't know what the contracts are like, you know, how many movies people are doing. Um, I, I Also, I don't know what Joaquin Phoenix's contract is like. But sure. I, I feel like, I don't know. The way that you see, like, the way this has been pitched as, like, Phoenix is, like, the lead character. Right. 
And are they now going to then transition to where yeah, he's playing a support villain role next to whoever Batman is? I mean, that would be fascinating. Um, I'd be shocked. Um, Juwan, you have any uh, thoughts on the Batman before we move on in terms of anything regarding uh, what about the idea that uh, Affleck is pretty much gone? He's not a factor. Um, I basically expected that. You know, the way all of this drama has been unfolding to him. I didn't expect to see him as Batman ever again. <laughs> and while I enjoyed his Batman, I liked his Batman. You know, I was hoping he would continue playing Batman. Clearly, he cannot do that. Based on everything that we've been hearing and, and you know, all this back and forth between him saying I love Batman or whatever in that <laughs> thing and then everyone going crazy and it's like look man it can't be Batman it can't be Batman like it's not it's not the end of the world we'll find another Batman <laughs> uh, so I'm ready to move on so I'm I'm totally fine with that I, I'm totally fine with that as well I don't need uh I, I'm we, uh, the Affleck saga should be over um I, I would be remiss if I don't at least bring up uh is Hughes in this situation? It's rare I bang on any of these uh, talented reporters out here getting us these scoops and getting us this information. And I'm actually a fan of Mark Hughes. I follow him on Twitter. Um, not only am I a fan of his work, but I'm also a fan of just him. He seems like a really cool dude. I have to say, the first five paragraphs of this uh, article were trash. And and it's rare that I, I, it's hard, I feel bad kind of saying it that harshly, but... It is so basically kind of give you guys a quick scoop. He kind of just basically for the first five paragraphs kind of laments the fans and the media for lamenting DC for the lack of information, the lack of um, uh, the lack of of updates on where this movie stands and says that, you know, DC uh, has already put Batman in three recent movies when you include Suicide Squad, Batman v Superman, and Justice League, and they're they're a big company, and Warner Brothers is a big company trying to do other heroes, and they, they don't owe us anything, and, you know, the way we've been bashing them has been harsh, and I, the only reason why I bring it up is because, one, I, I, I don't agree with any of that, <laughs> for one, but I, the second reason why I bring it up is because, to me, and I told you guys this uh, before we got on air, that I... I took this as i'm sure mark does feel a way about the way that the batman cycle has been portrayed um i don't know why because i think that to say it's been not been chaotic is not inaccurate they're the ones who told us that this the batman movie was happening and Affleck was going to do it and it was going to be soon it was going to be great and then it wasn't so then they got heat for it that's what happens i do kind of wonder if if he and his opinions are a reflection on how Someone in DC feels about how they've been covered in regards to Batman. Because um, while I think that he's kind of overstating how much they've been hit for it, I don't think they've been killed for it the way maybe they should. We've killed them on this show every week for it. I'm sure there are other podcasts that have killed them, rightfully so. But I think a lot of people in the industry have protected DC when it comes to this particular subject, especially considering what Africa had gone through. And do is there any way maybe... What we're hearing from Hughes is being parroted is this a, him parroting what he's hearing from uh, Matt Reeves or Hamada or someone from Warner Brothers who's tired of hearing this. Does anyone have any? Uh, I'll give you Shamar. Do you think that this possibly could be something that they feel back behind closed doors? Um, 
Because he's clearly got a lot of access. He's had a lot of access in regards to this project. He talks about how much he kept pushing for Reeves to be the director, and then he became the director. So that was kind of, to me, him alluding to the fact that he's had a, he's had good, he's been in good, you know, graces with the people over at DC. Yeah, I don't know what kind of connections he has with Warner Brothers or what kind of relationship he has with, um, I don't know if he has a relationship with Walter Hamada. I mean, that's really high up the chain. But in terms of uh, <laughs> other people in Warner, in Warner Brothers, um, uh, I don't know. But it definitely sounds like he is, um, you know, uh, uh, that he is very fervently defending Definitely, uh, Warner Brothers, and I was I was shocking how strong he was in his yeah, defense very fervently de- defending their um, them not really having any any information with regards <laughs> to where we stand on the Batman, and I mean, I mean, look, man, I, I and I've defended you know Warner Brothers, and I don't really hate what they've done with their universe so far, but um, you know. As a fan of the Batman, I want I still want to see more Batman and I want you know as many updates as I can and I don't think I agree with you when you say I don't think you know the fans have you know really been like bashing uh and the people that have been Warner Brothers have been criticizing them haven't been have been unfair. I mean, Kendall, do you think that yeah. Hughes has a point that we that 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 fans and the media should be more understanding in regards to uh this project? Um uh, I mean, understanding is a strong word, but like, I I feel like expectations should be tempered, and you know, I, if people come in with this at this point, expecting some like, ex- expecting a- expecting this to be like the Nolan movies, or you know, having that same mindset, then you're setting yourself up for disappointment. Um. If you're coming into this production expecting that this will this expecting this is supposed to come out next year, yeah, you're setting yourself up for disappointment. DC is going to take their time. They're going to make sure it's the best movie possible, and they're going to do it however they want to do it. Um, so in that sense, I would say that uh, he has a point, but at the same time, a lot of this is put on DC themselves. True. Yeah. I, I feel like one their lack of uh, their lack of I don't say lack of quality. Well, yeah, lack of quality, uh, especially with Batman v Superman, the first movie, and Justice League, two movies that introduced Batman uh, in the DCEU, albeit a different Batman, uh, were not good. And people are that that stench has not been removed from that character. So. The expectations for that character, I think that that should have lowered expectations, but some people would argue that put more pressure on this movie. Uh, so it can go either way, but me personally, I like, I look at this movie and I, I, I'd say that Warren Brothers is playing with house money. I don't, I don't, and I can't know, say that though. I, it's their money, you know, so like, yeah. I mean, they certainly don't feel that way, but from a critic perspective, I, my expectations are low. So. Um, and look, it, and once we see a trailer, once we see a casting, it's very early, but, you know, those expectations could change, uh, but as for right now, you know, I, I, I just wanted to get the ball rolling on something. The others, the rest of the stuff, 
You know, unless they say, oh, yeah, we're going to make, you know, Batman evil in this one. You know, or something crazy, like some wild, then I, then I'll care. Then I'll start caring. But, you know, up until then, like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that there is stuff that's happening. You know, it's, so, it's, it's hard for me to say that it's playing house money because Batman is just so big. I just think that with other movies, I would agree. Like with Aquaman, yeah, I agree they're playing with house money. Some of these other projects, I, you know, Bat, the Batman is so iconic that I just think that if they do mess up, I mean, that, I think that would be a colossal. Failure. I mean, look, I, I I get, uh, I get that movies are hard. I get that you know, superhero fans amongst other fandoms in regards to movies are probably one of the most, if not the most demanding. But uh, I'm sorry, these guys are making millions of dollars to get this stuff right, and it's DC, like Shamari said, and kind of their doing in terms of how they've handled this. That has given that any of the controversies, any of the criticism they've gotten has been self-inflicted. It's not been people unnecessarily bashing them. So uh, I, I just don't think that any fans who love this stuff the way we do, I don't think they we need lecturing from Mark Hughes about what we should and shouldn't expect, whether we're owed or, or what we're owed and what we're not owed. I, I thought that someone who's saying that we're entitled i thought he sounded very entitled in how he wrote that so um look i like mark again he wants to come on this show i would have it out with him in terms of him talking about it but i i said i stand by what i say and i think that those first five paragraphs were trash yeah. or maybe he was just speaking to the wrong people that's true or that's- maybe he's just like writing what he, well yeah. you know and reeves may- is telling him how he yeah, feels i don't maybe know maybe he's talking to some people that just hate dc that's true too. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what bubbles he's hanging out in. I don't know who he's talking to. I mean, look, there's no question that there is DC hate out there. <laughs> I mean, that's not like a thi- like I know we kind of joke about how you know, oh, like the DC fanboys, but like, yeah, no, like of course there are people who just hate everything DC does. But like, I think it's overstated. And my thing is, is he living? You're right. Is he living in those bubbles where that's all he's hearing? That's all that people are just obsessed with, always talking about how the Batman is not coming out or not being updated about yeah. when I get updates about it. I don't think that conversation is happening nearly as much as he made it out to be in this article. Right. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but let's talk about some uh, movie that, that is coming out very soon, Shazam, set for April. Uh, right, April? April 5th, I think, is, is the date I saw. It is April. Um, so we got a, a TV spot this week. Uh, Shamari, I'll give it to you first. What do you think of the, of the, of the Shazam TV spot? I thought it was dope. Yeah. I like it. I'm digging Shazam. I'm liking what I'm seeing from Shazam right now. I mean, the action looks like it's going to be good. The comedy is hitting for me. So, I am very excited for this movie. I But I feel like this movie is either going to do really well or it's going to flop super hard. I don't think there's going to be any <laughs> middle ground. <laughs> um, so, I'm digging it. I am definitely feeling Shazam right now. So, um, I, I like the action. Like, the flight looks really good. Um. Uh, uh, Zach, Zach Levi. He just looks like, you know, he looks like such a character, <laughs> um, playing Shazam and also being a kid. And I'm buying him as a kid. I'm buying. Yeah. Him, you know. Um. So so yeah, I'm buying this. I'm buying this movie. I can't wait to see it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it looks good. I mean it. I feel like this didn't, I mean, this didn't tell me too much about the movie, but, um, you know, we definitely feel, I mean, you got more of a sense of 
it had a similar tone as the first trailer. So, you know, this is one of those, this is a TV spot where if you like the first trailer, uh, gives you kind of more look, more of that look into that, uh, more of a look into that kid character that they're going to try and make this, uh, or that they are making this Captain Marvel or Shazam character rather, uh, for this movie. Uh, we are supposed to be having a trailer next week, so, um, or a second trailer reportedly, so. Uh, we'll see if anything from this TV spot will come in that trailer, or if there even is a trailer. But um, I, I, I'll be looking out for that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that I think that this TV spot worked. Um, I think this movie feels nothing like anything from DC. It almost doesn't feel like anything I've heard from, I've seen from like any of the any either marvel or dc in regards to like just the feel of it you know the closest thing maybe you could say ant-man but i think this is like even on another level in regards to just like this is a like this to me could be this could have been like a motion picture big movie that like some like some other uh you know platform or some other film company could have okay. come up with that like wasn't shazam it could have been named something else mm-hmm. and i kind of dig that dc and warner brothers kind of decided to make this not so superhero-y, so to speak. You know, it's, it doesn't seem like it's going to be very, very serious. There isn't yeah. this, this, uh, this you know, intense thing on who's the villain and what's the plot. Like, I kind of like that. It's just like, yeah, Kid became a superhero. We're gonna, all our promotion is going to be just about that. And that's kind of smart. Because I think yeah. that it stands out. You look at it and you're like, this looks totally different. I don't know what to expect. Um, I, I think that the way they put together this TV spot was smart. I, I enjoyed it. I think that uh, Shazam looks good everything i every step of the way uh, i haven't seen anything that's really uh you know you know made me feel nervous about it so i i I thought it was really good yeah yeah i mean i i really think that this um i think they could do something really really i hesitate to say special but man it could be special i I, yeah i don't think they could be doing something special here you know, this could be something where it's like, listen, this is a superhero movie, but it is also a straight comedy. <laughs> you know, but it's it can also be have those heartfelt moments as well. Like you were saying, EJ, like Ant Man, but just on another level of yeah, this is not a super serious movie. Like it's just not. So I I am I really think this could be really good. I think this could end up being one of the highlights of 2019, even. And I think I it could, that. I think it could kind of give uh, Warner Brothers that kind of springboard of two successful movies, two successful live action movies um, in their superhero universe that are just doing super that just do great super well that people want sequels for, and then you're going into what is it Wonder Woman eighty four yeah and uh, then you're going into the Wonder Woman sequel on just a high note. At that I point, do think it's kind of a weird. It is such a weird time, you know, space, so to speak, to go from this in April to, I guess, technically we probably have Birds of Prey before Wonder Woman, but still, like, that's a long time to now in June of 2020, which is when we're getting Wonder Woman. Yeah. You know, I, I wonder, because Wonder Woman was on shooting, so I kind of wonder why, why it needed that time being pushed back, or maybe they just thought that June date made sense because Wonder Woman is going to be such a blockbuster that, you know, the numbers they could do in the summer could be earth shattering yeah um yeah but i I don't don't know i think that uh i'm excited for shazam 
Uh, I like that it looks unique. I like that it, it, it. I can't really point my finger to anything else I've seen. It always made sense as a movie idea, and it's kind of looking how I would have liked it to look. Um, and yet, it's still surprising that they actually went with that route. You know, again, so many superhero movies and these companies, I think they kind of they kind of take themselves too seriously. You know, I think DC's definitely been a critic, been didn't had a problem with that, but I think Marvel has absolutely done that several times. Thor: The Dark World is definitely taking yeah. itself way too serious. <laughs> um, Iron Man Two takes itself way too serious. I mean, there are very much they have movies that also could have been very different had they not stuck in the oh we got to be in the superhero element line kind of way of thinking. This is to me uh, a good sign because it shows me that Warner Brothers is willing to think outside the box to to produce what I think could be really something really good. But um. Let's talk about the new god. So we got some uh, interesting information. A uh, new report came out. I, c- I can't remember exactly what. Oh, Geeks Worldwide. Shout out to them. Uh, they came out with the story in regard to some uh, some details on the movie. So new gods, they're claiming that Granny Goodness and the female Furies are set to be the main villains. That Big Barda and Mr. Miracle, who uh, are set to be the main protagonists. Um, Shamari, what do you make of uh, Granny uh, Goodness being being some being the lead villain in a movie like this? Um, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna. I mean, it should it, it could be good. I need a casting, and I need a trailer. <laughs> I know that sounds like uh, you know it sounds like well, I mean, I it's not saying much. I mean, well. It, it it could be very good. It could also be very bad. Well, yeah, sure. You know, it could be like, very good just, or very bad. You know, like I'm just that the, that's not making me go either way on it. You know, we don't even have, we really don't even have a plot. I I got no. nothing. You know, just knowing Granny Goodness is in it, and it's like, all right, who's playing Granny Goodness? You know, what is the situation? Like, what's going on here? You know, um, so I need some details. <laughs> But I mean, it's I mean, Granny Goodness being in a movie, I mean, that's cool, you know. I'm down with that, but um, I, w- I want to see what that's like. But we have Granny Goodness and the Female Fury. It does kind of lend. I mean, that's the closest we've gotten to Dark Side, basically, because that I mean, that's that's like part of his elite yeah. cast, you know, so to speak, his elite group. Granny Goodness is right there, and the Female Furies are right there. Kendall, what do you what do you think of uh of Granny Goodness? What do you think of of Mister Miracle and, and Big Barda being the protagonist? Um, yeah, it's one of those things. Like I again, you know, similar to Shamari, like I have to. I mean, this is a movie that I'm kind of going in blind. You know, like yeah, it's similar to Guardians, where or even it, more so, it's even more like the Eternals, really, where you're like, I mean, I. You know, these are characters that, you know, you have, they have connections to characters that you know, but ultimately, um, you know, I, I did not grow up reading the New Gods comics, so uh, a lot of it's going to be on the backs of, the back of Ava DuVernay to, and like Shamari said, the, the actors that are cast in this movie to push this movie forward. Um uh, I definitely feel like a casting, I agree with Shamari, is important for this movie, especially because uh, these characters are not, they're not going to, 
people aren't just gonna buy these characters based off of their names. No, they're not house. They're they're not household names at all. Nope. They're not. They're not household names. So they're gonna have to. They're gonna have to sell. They have to. They have to. They have to really, you know, sell the actors. I expect the act. I expect this casting list to be gigantic. I mean, not gigantic, but like massive in terms of star. Yeah, Star Trek exactly. I I expect to see some of the biggest names in Hollywood being a part of this movie because otherwise, I don't know how you sell this movie. Um, I think. Well, here's one thing I will say. I think Granny Goodness makes sense for Ava DuVernay kind of movie. I think with the way she does. you know, uh, special effects and things like that. I think that she could kill this character. I think she could kill this movie in that regard. But uh, to me, I think it's going to be Ava DuVernay's uh, uh, ability to use visuals and and then the cast. If they can get those two things down, Sham, I think that they could uh, have something special here. But that's going to be a, that's a big if, you know. Yeah, I mean, Warner Brothers is going to have to really open up their checkbook, you know, open up their pocketbook and... Uh... They're going to have to make some hefty payments to make this movie uh, look spectacular. Um, and I don't and I don't expect it to not look spectacular. I think it will. I think, yeah, I think it's going to look crazy. Um, but, In a good way. Yeah. But, um, you know, I think the story counts for a lot when it comes to, especially movies like this, these kind of fantastical kind of movies. Story counts for a lot. So they need a really... Um, you know, and with these new characters that just nobody knows. So, like, the casting and the story is going to count for a lot for this. So, um, that's why I, I kind of need this trailer. I want to see what the plot is going to be with regards to the conflict. Like, how are they going to sell people on this conflict and make people say, oh, okay, yeah, I really want to see this, when no one knows who these people are. Yeah, that's going to be a tough selling point. I agree. Because, like, uh... The, the, like I said, the the the, cat, the actual characters, I don't think are gonna sell anyone. Um, I mean, this is a trailer. This is a movie that's gonna be a, a, a big time trailer. Yeah. Like this can't, this can't have a whack trailer the first time and exactly. think that they're gonna get people. I want to now shift focus to the uh, the story Ken talked about earlier in the uh, in, in in the new Avengers movie that is apparently appears to be in the early stages of development, according to. We got this covered. Uh, they say the lineup being titled for the film will be known as the Young Avengers in the comics. So that specifically refers to Kate Bishop's Hawkeye, Iron Lad, Patriot, Wiccan, Stature, uh, Vision, but of course not the Vision that we saw in the um, in in the in the movies. Now I don't know that that if they would somehow include, uh, uh, you know, Cassie Lang or. Uh, you know, Emma Furman playing stature, which has been a theory that that's been put out there. Uh, Kendall, you are you already excited to talk about the story. What do you think of this? Yeah, man. Um, yeah, there are a lot of layers to the story. Uh, part of me wonders if they know something about Avengers Endgame that we don't, <laughs> and that they're they're, they're uh, reporting stuff based on what they've heard about the movie. But um, I feel like this is one of those things where. You, I don't want to judge it too soon. This, I can't judge the quality of this or the concept of this movie until I see Avengers Endgame. Sure. Um, and if this, which I would, if if this is even true, uh, I'm assuming that they have good reporting, good sourcing. 
they could be way off. But if they are right about this and they're not just making, because okay, it's something I could have made up. Yeah, I've, I've had this theory for a while. But if they're not just making this out of thin air, then it seems like this is something that will tie very closely into what happens in Avengers Endgame. Um, this could be confirmation, uh, early sourced confirmation that uh, Catherine Langford is playing Kate Bishop's Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. Uh, this could be confirmation that, you know, Cassie Lang uh, will be uh, stature. Um, this could be confirmation that Harley Keener could come back as Iron Lad. Um, I don't know. I don't know what will be the deal. Um, you know, I don't know. I, I mean, a, a new Vision character is something that could be interesting. Maybe a younger Vision that fits the uh, age group of the uh, of the team, or maybe it's an older Vision that acts as a kind of a uh, you know, like a, a guardian of yeah. sorts. It, I mean, in the uh, in the next Avengers movie, it was Vision with a equal team character in that as well. I don't think so. But I'm, I don't not obviously Ultron with the villain. I don't remember. I don't think Vision was. I don't think so. I, I think Iron Man. Iron Man was obviously the guy that was watching over him. But um, you could have it where like he's kind of like he plays that Iron Man role, you know. It, but it's a different Vision. It's not Paul Bettany, obviously. It's what they've alluded to. Um, but yeah, no, I'm, I, I'm I'm buying this. I just have to see what this what happened in Avengers Endgame before I'm too uh, before I can give too much on it. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I'm buying this too. I mean, I think that this could be kind of like Marvel's version of Shazam, or, you know, I guess the closest thing to something like that. But they could even improve upon that kind of childlike kind of fun formula of having actual kids in the movie. Um, they could be kids of various different ages. They don't have to have, to have just teens or just really young kids. You can have different age groups in there uh, because it's a team. So I think that this could be really, really fun. Um, you know, I think it could be kind of like, you know, and this is going to be a, kind of a, a strange comparison for superheroes, but I feel like it kind of even be like like Mike in a way. <laughs> yeah. Where you have like a kid doing something so fantastic, something that even adults would be like amazed to see, but it's still a kid doing it. You know, so it's just fun to see something like that on screen. So I feel like uh, this could be kind of like that. Um, uh, so yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really um, excited about this. I think that this could be, uh, I think this could be a, a huge hit. Um, I also think it, it, it could also kind of be. Um, to me, it kind of feels a little bit almost like a spoiler because I feel like it kind of confirms what Kendall's been saying. Right. <laughs> That's why I was like, you know, you gotta be careful. But, yeah, because I feel like this is basically confirming that. Because where where would this be even be coming from? Like unless it's not true. That's why. Yeah. I, that's why I preface it. Yeah, unless it's not true. But um, you know, uh, this is just assuming that they're not just making this up. I mean, to me, it sounds like it could be a confirmation, even. You know, of these of all the rumors we've been hearing about that. Um, you know, but I think the, the the this having this kind of movie itself, I think it, I think it's a brilliant idea. I, I would give this like, I would give that like a five percent chance of not doing well. I think if you if you do a movie like that, I feel like it's gonna do well. Mm-hmm. It's gonna have great effects, great casting, good jokes. I feel like it's just that. I feel like that's an easy one, honestly. 
And the other big story we got this covered, uh, uh, dropped this week, included the idea that uh, X-Men series, multiple X-Men series, could be coming to the Disney Plus app. So, um, obviously, it doesn't. we don't think this is the X-Men, but it would be an X-Men-related series uh, that would be developed, of course, by the MCU once the Fox-Disney merger is completely and officially set. This, that their idea is being tossed around already for what kind of X-Men related series could go onto the Disney app. So, uh, Kendall, what do you make of, of this of this idea? Yeah, this is also interesting because, um, I mean, we kind of speculated of, you know, maybe they could do the X-Men or Fantastic Four on the streaming service, or maybe they could uh, implement some of those characters onto the streaming service. Um, I, look, I don't know if I need another, I mean, the gift is good, uh, I don't know if, like, I don't need another The Gifted on the Disney Plus app. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully that's not what they're trying to do, where, like, oh, let's have another, have a rad rack, <laughs> or a rad tag group of mutants running around doing things, you know, like, I mean, if it's not the X-Men, if it's not a specific character, like Legion, then I don't know what, I don't know its, its purpose. Um, I mean, they're doing it now, and it's, it's worked with Legion and The Gifted. Uh, you know, I don't, I, you know, I, I don't love those shows, but, um, they're very, they're very popular and they're, they're certainly high quality. So, um, I mean, if they want to do something like that, that's fine. But if, if, if you're telling me it's going to be on the Disney plus streaming service, I would think given the precedent that has been set with some of the other, the other show that they're doing, it's going to revolve around a specific character or a specific group of characters. That are very relevant in the X Men universe. Who that is, I'm not. I have no clue. Yeah, I mean that's what's interesting to me because, like you said, we already have X Men type shows with Legion and and the Gifted. I would, I would definitely agree with that. I'd be against another show like that. I think if you're one thing that I do that does make me excited though is that the ideas that have been pitched onto the Disney Plus app that we've been hearing. I think are pretty bold. Um, the Loki being a kid thing maybe brings that back a little bit, but still, I mean, if we are still talking about a Scarlet Witch and Vision show, a a Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier Falcon. and Falcon show, I mean, these are are mass. These are huge projects that you're trying yeah. to bring do for a TV series. So, I I, I preface uh, the concern about getting some other like X Men light show by saying, well. Disney Plus, the stuff that we've been hearing, what they're trying to do, they haven't been going light. They've been going... They're not pulling any punches. Yeah, they're going big with this. Just go big or go home. And they're, they, they've they been trying to bring big-time content. Uh, so that would so that would bring... That would kind of press me to hope that maybe there is some good coming out of this that could be big, you know? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm excited about this. I mean, I would love... You know, for I love any, any new X Men content coming out of uh, Disney's Marvel Studios. I'm extremely excited about. Um, but when I hear this, it just makes me wonder what's going on with the kids. You know, they're talking about making new X Men shows. I'm like, well, what's going to happen to the old X Men shows? Or their own. I mean, I don't know if they will own Fox. I think do they own Fox chat Television? No, right? Uh, yes, they I do. They do. Yeah, they're buying all their TV. Well, and the gift is gone, like, obviously Fox and stuff. But, yeah. 
and the gift is gone. Then. Yeah, I can't imagine the gift would be back. Um, yeah, that's not. I don't know. That's kind of a downer. But <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, I mean, could he get another season potentially? I wouldn't. But I can't imagine it goes past next season. I, I get the impression that after what we heard about Gambit and them other joints, that anyone who works at Fox, you know, Marvel prospect project, is getting fired. <laughs> I mean, I hate, I hate how that. Yeah, I'm, that's I, true. I, I'm, I'm, the dark, uh, but the way they just canned with, everything that's happening after New Mutants to me tells me that oh well any project you thought you were doing well is a new sheriff in town fam and we're just cutting it we're gonna do our own thing I would hope that they've seen the one thing I guess that gives me uh, hope about uh, Legion and and um, and the Gifted is that I do think that those were made in conjunction with Marvel. Now it wasn't in conjunction with Marvel Studios, but there there was some kind of agreement. I remember when those things came out. Like Marvel has has marketed Legion as Marvel Television. Uh, it's not in the same ilk of the other Marvel shows, but there there is some kind of different agreement than maybe there is with the X Men movie, which had nothing to do with Marvel. Yes, there's a Marvel thing in the beginning, but like it's just a banner. There is no Marvel connection. Uh, so, so that would be the only hope for those shows that maybe since Marvel did work with them on those shows that maybe they would allow them to keep them, but they're telling me they're bringing shows to the app. I can't imagine that they're uh, going to be keeping around the gifted. I think Legion would be in trouble too. Yeah. I mean, that's unfortunate. I think those shows have been doing really, really good things. Um, I just hope that they don't get rid of those shows and then do other shows like them. Like, if you're going to do an X-Men show and get rid of Legion and Gifted, then give us, like, something yeah, give us worthwhile. Something, something real. Deadpool get, or something. Or, yeah, I can get him Deadpool. <laughs> but <laughs> give, us, like, yeah. weapon, give us, like, Weapon X. Or, like, give us, like, you know, X-Force or something. You know, like, give us something that's really substantial. Like, oh, this is a superhero show. Like... DC gives us the Flash and the Green Arrow on television every week. Like, there's no reason why Marvel has to keep kind of treading lightly. I think that they should go uh, uh, bigger with, the, with this next project. Um, was it, There was another X-Men related story that we went to talk about. Uh, New Mutants. Oh, so what, what, was it, what was it about New Mutants? I don't even yeah, remember. Yeah, so this is another We Got, Disco- we got Discovered scoop. Now, they were saying that New Mutants um, could potentially... Uh, being um, uh, pushed back even further. It's just like, how could it, it's already been pushed back to oblivion. Yeah, either that, or it's just going to come out on Hulu. And they got this from, <laughs> and they got crazy. this from some tweets. Um, hold on, I can pull this up. I have this up right now. Yeah, so these are tweets. Yeah, Scott. Uh, Bez, yeah, yeah uh, Scott Bechtel. Bechtel, yeah. From, uh, from uh, Merck with the podcast. Yeah, is the person who, who put out these tweets um, uh, saying that New Mutants is going to be delayed again. Um, and that they're toying with a Hulu release in October. That's crazy. So, <laughs> Nobody's watching that. <laughs> What's also alarming is that he says that Fox and Josh Boone are having major issues coming to terms on a final cut of this movie. Which is crazy because it's like Disney is taking over in like 10 minutes from now. Yeah, exactly. 
So how it's, like uh, how can it even be? How can this? I mean, this Fox is a they're a, they're a joke when it comes to their Marvel. Yeah, it's kind of a mess right now. I mean, like how the I feel like is this like I feel like I, 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 we hear the story like every other year. You know, their director, whether it's Josh Trank, yeah. or you know, now it's this, now this dude Josh Boone. Uh, who is it? Uh, I forgot the guy that was supposed to be doing a uh, uh, Gambit. That jumped off. And oh yeah, yeah. justly dark. Uh, Doug Lyman. Uh, yeah. Like it, it's always some some nonsense with like you know creative differences. I jumped off the project, or I don't want to. I don't want. I don't like the way they, they're doing my movie. <laughs> you know, like what, what? I mean, look. Some people when they saw the first new Mutants trailer were, were interested. I wasn't, but some people were. Just like. The Fantastic Four, when people first saw the trailer, there were people interested. Josh Trent claims they were that Fox meddled with his movie. And if you watch the movie, you can definitely feel there had to have been some studio meddling going on at some point in the movie because <laughs> it feels totally different at one point to another. Yeah. So, I mean, it it's certainly alarming. It's not anything that will affect the future because, like, because Fox is out of there. But it's just. Something to note, where it's like these guys are. I'm glad we're getting these guys out of there. Yeah, I mean, this is a kind of a sad existence for. And I remember people were so excited for like the new mutants to be like a thing, like that. Like was a a, a unique idea. McAvoy is supposed to be in it. Yeah, I mean, like like this was an idea that excited people because, you know, like the X Men are kind of like my my true introduction to the Marvel Universe, whether it comes from the animated series, or even just, you know, reading as much as I could on the X-Men because I was obsessed with the first X-Men movie. Like, so when I, like, the New Mutants, like, these characters that, that are part of the New Mutants, that, that, I mean, they might be small to a lot of people, but for me, like, I was like, wow, Wolfbane's gonna be in a movie? Like, I was really excited about this. Um, the trailer was interesting, not what I expected, but I was still wanting to see, all right, well, where is where is this gonna go? And to see now this might be a Hulu release that that uh that that is once again being pushed back. I mean that's just I, I hope I mean no disrespect to Scott Bechtel. I mean I'm sure he does have good sources, but I hope that he's wrong or his sources are wrong and that this does get the credit it deserves. I'm definitely hoping that this issues that he's had that Boone and the directors seem to be having, uh that that, that doesn't happen. and the last thing I heard on Fox is that Apparently, Channing Tatum, since they can't get a Gambit director, wants to direct Gambit now. But Gambit isn't happening. What's he talking about? I mean, he's, well, he's, he's, he's a shot clock. He's like, we can get a shot. <laughs> yo, he's going to be like, he's going to be the guy from the Fire Festival who's like, yo, four months, yo, we can do a, a music festival. <laughs> By the way, if anyone hasn't seen it, y'all, y'all really, sh- everyone should see that uh, both of those, uh, those Fire Festival documentaries on who and, and Netflix. They're both great and it's just crazy how that whole thing came at the Uh Look up Fire Festival for those who don't know what I'm talking about. But um yeah I, I, mean, I do I see, me, I do see these, ga- these gambit uh these gambit stories are pretty hot in terms of I don't know if he has any directorial experience. Yeah. I, I know he doesn't I, I mean I, yeah, doesn't? I was gonna say this would be my, my girlfriend Andrea the right person to call right now to see if he, he does. She would know. I, I don't know. Has he done anything with Step Up? Not that I know of. Oh, yeah, Shmar, you watch, like, all the stuff. I, I mean, I, I feel like he, he has some involvement in, in the yeah. YouTube series, possibly. I remember his name being mentioned. 
Yeah, he gets a credit. Yeah, because he didn't appear in it. No, it's not yet. <laughs> yeah, not yet. But. Yeah, I mean, I'm, as far as a film, I've I've seen him. He was an executive producer on Twenty One Jump Street, which he was in, right? Well, obviously, yeah, he started. He was a producer in Magic Mike, which he was in. Uh, but like, it seems like besides that, that's it. Uh, he's a uh, executive producer in White House Down, which he was in. So he's been a, like a producer and executive producer of movies he's in. He's he's been executive producer that step of the step, new Step Up show. Right. right. So, but I mean, sometimes I mean, no disrespect, but sometimes people get EP credit just for like, I don't know, walking on set for a day. Like, you know, <laughs> it's hard to say who exactly is like really EPing this stuff. I mean, Step Up High Water is very good. I mean, I watch that show. I mean, if he's really involved in that, that would be intriguing, but. As a web series compared to doing a gambit movie, yeah. I, mean, uh, I, I don't know. Man, how he was, I just want to get. Can you say it as like a as a gambit stand, which I am, and you guys know. I just want gambit in the X Men. Like, can I just get gambit in the X Men? Like, that's all. I would be totally fine with that. I don't need any of this other stuff. Kevin Feige has to be saying to himself, "This can't come out." I he, hope it this, doesn't. If this comes out and it's bad, now that's two straight bad gambits. People don't want to see Gambit anymore, and we probably don't get him in the MCU. And I think it's kind of, I think it's kind of, it's becoming kind of cool to hate Gambit. I've seen articles about how there, there's no need for a Gambit movie. He's not even that cool to begin with. Like, yes, I know. Like, it is becoming like they like they can't get this wrong for a second time. So I'm hoping that we just it doesn't come to that. I just just put him in the new X Men movie. I don't need Gambit a Gambit movie that's there been this kind of debacle, and, and I don't want for. I mean, I'm, I mean, Channing, Channing could end up being a really good, talented director, but I don't know if I want him directing and and starring in a movie like this. I don't want him mess. Like, go direct and star the next Magic Mike. Don't don't mess with my my content with superheroes and try to do something you haven't done with superhero movies, and then also try and do. Uh, um, star in that same movie as the main character. That's not something I'm interested in seeing. Yeah. I don't know if I'd want him directing unless he was like a superhero like fan or something. You know, like the Russo. I mean he might be. I don't I don't Maybe know his is. background. Yeah. But you know I think he said that he's always like Gambit, but I feel like every guy who ever gets casted in any superhero movie says, I love this character. It's like really <laughs> did you love this character? <laughs> but I don't know. Um what do we think of the Flash this week? Flash is our episode recap. Um, we got a little bit more information about what Dawn's deal is in the future. All we know is that there's a clock and his life seems to be running out. I don't know if maybe he's on death row. And that's a clock down and being executed or or what. I, I get the person that's probably what it is. That's what it looks like. It seems locked up. Yeah. Locked up and, and and you know, and he's but, just very remorseful now. He he's sounds like, and looks very remorseful. I think that I, met, I messed up. <laughs> I think Kavanaugh acted those scenes very well. Because me watching it, like you know, obviously I don't trust him, but like he acts them well, where you kind of believe that. Well, you know, maybe this is Dawn and his last legs. Feeling like, yep, I regret it. What I've done, and I want to help you with whatever it is he's actually trying to help her with, which we still don't know. And that kind of sets the tone for the story with Nora kind of. Learning in the last episode that he killed her grandmother and Barry's mother, and um, well, of course, same person, <laughs> and uh, and how and how it doesn't allow her to kind of really see how Weather Witch maybe can be uh, 
are rehabilitated and, and is remorseful for what she's done and how maybe she could actually be reformed. So, um, second, the, the, the binary storyline in this was also Cisco's kind of struggle with the idea of no longer wanting to be five. Now that his powers can return and him possibly coming up with a cure and her, him and, uh, and, and Killer Frost slash, uh, what's the name? Uh, uh, Caitlin kind of, uh, going back and forth about whether that's moral, which I'm sorry, I, I, I don't, I don't want, I'm tired of the whole cure, the, the, the superhero thing. Like, that's just like, such, yeah, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm kind of upset that they, I'm really upset they went that route. I guess it was inevitable because, like, they've just been building up all of these superhuman people that eventually, like, the idea of, like, well, what if you can just make them all not super anymore? Like, I knew that. I guess it was inevitable I was coming, but I just would hate that they'd gone with the cure route and that being like the moral question thing. Um, so that part, obviously, I did not like. But I, I want to hear from you guys. What do you think of this episode? Um, I thought it was okay. I mean, I thought you know the chick who was able to steal cars was very villain of the week. Very kind of <laughs> shocking for the Flash. Yeah, yeah kind of geomancer. Kind of like okay, all right. You know, but she could steal cars. It's like, ah. Uh, so random, what? Yeah, yeah, it's so like low level, right? Yeah, <laughs> we graduated like, past and that. She's breaking into Argus, and it's like, yo, Argus, what is this? Like, <laughs> yeah, imagine she she would never let something like that. Yeah, some random meta check, like. So well, I'm, yeah, he had that for Weather Witch. Weather Witch, you know, created the lightning struck that that shut down all of Argus's system. Yeah, they had no they had no backup generator. No I backup guess. generator, no nothing. Like, come on, Argus. So I don't know, but. So yeah, I don't know. It was very, very villain of the week. I like the message of redemption. I did, I, I did like the message. I just because I, I believe in that stuff too. So I'm just like, listen, I, I think it's a good message. I think it's one that she needed to learn. Um, and uh, I'm interested in what's going on with Thawne. So I like that stuff as well. Um, I wasn't really hating the, the Cure stuff. I was interested in that. I was more interested in that than I was in whatever was going on with that chick. Um, who was you know, stealing cars. Um, but, you know, I was like, hey, you know, I mean, I don't know. Um, I know they're probably not going to do any kind of cure, but, you know, I guess it's an interesting subplot. Um, and, uh, yeah, at this point, I'm just wondering what's going on with Thawne. Like, what is his plan? I don't, uh, like you, I don't trust him. So I think he's got something up his sleeve. It's like, hey, well... I don't know if I am going to get out. But if I get out, I'm going to kill the flat or something like that. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so. This, this could be like his Hail Mary to try to get out. Yeah, basically. So that's kind of what I expect to see here. Um, but yeah, so I'm just, uh, I don't know. I'm curious to see where we go from here. Kendall? Yeah. Yeah, I thought this was a uh, mostly forgettable episode. I, I thought the, I, I, the Caitlin and Cisco stuff, while it was uh, like a played out narrative in in this in a lot of these shows, it um, I thought it was good. Yeah, you know, I thought the actors, you know, played it well. Um, I it's just when you watch the gifted and they, you know, and it's not their fault. They didn't know what the gifted was going to do. But, sure. You know, and <laughs> but when you watch the gifted and you watch this back to back, it's like yeah, it's the same. It's the same conversation. Um, it's similar to how Supergirl and the Gifted also did the same, you know, anti-mutant, anti-alien yeah. kind of gimmick. But, um, I mean, like, beyond that, though, I think this was a uh, 
kind of a mostly dull episode. I, uh, I, the whole idea of, like, you know, the mystery behind uh, Wells and Nora, it, it's, it's Orthon, I should say, and Nora. It, it's, I, they haven't sold me yet on being, like, super invested. You know, like, right now it seems fairly tame. There will be, I think, some sort of twist. But, uh, I mean, we, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I, I, I think we all were kind of expecting something a little more nefarious. Right. It, it seems so kind of far, it doesn't seem that nefarious. It seems like, it, so far, it seems like he just is willing to just help. Like, you know, I we, I think all of us assumed it was going to be a I help you and then you help me thing. Which I guess technically, I mean, she could help him from, like, not dying. But, like, we thought maybe it was, I think we all assumed it was something maybe worse, like. But that doesn't appear to be the case. But who knows? We still don't know very much. That storyline is still intriguing. It's very. It's still. Um, I, again, I thought Kavanaugh's acting in those scenes were really good. So I, I'm very curious to see how that play, still plays out. Um, all the other stuff you guys said are right. I don't. I don't disagree with any of it. Um, the villain of the week was not that great. Uh, you know the way they kind of just like. You know, sideline Barry to kind of make this a, a more Nora-centric episode. I don't, and it, it, the way, it, like, he was just like, oh, it's going to last 24 hours and then you'll be fine. Like, they didn't even, like, cure his, like, thing. Like, I don't know. It just seemed very lazy. Like, he had a thing happen to him that, like, in theory could, like, cause massive issues. The way he stalled it was smart. Then, they're, okay, well, like, they got to, like, you know, cure him and that may be an issue. And it's like, oh, no, just 24 hours and then you'll be okay. I'm like, what? Like, that was really bad. Um, I, I know, but the one, like, as, as much as this episode was mundane, they did have good moments. Again, I do agree with Shamari, because I also, in person, would be pleased in Redemption. I did like that whole Redemption storyline. Uh, I like that Nora kind of botched it, and that Weather Witch, for a while, actually did just go back to crime. Once, like, she tried multiple times to show that she was not, uh, like her father. Kind of like what we see with criminals all the time in our society, where, like, we kind of just throw them to the mud, say you're trash, say that you're a criminal, and then, like, we don't really give them a chance to really show that maybe they could be more, and then they end up going back to crime. So I think that that ended up, like, being something very real, and it made sense with how they kind of portrayed that whole story. Um, I, I So I like that element of it. Uh, there was something else I like, I, and I and I, I still like Nora. Like I, I did enjoy that Nora had a century had a Nora century episode. I just wish that like it wasn't in, like such a cheap way the way they did it. And then um, there was another element that I thought this episode that was pretty good that I kind of don't remember. Um, but no, but those like Weather Witch and Nora I thought were strong. I thought Dawn was strong. The rest of it I think was all kind of just one in the mill. Oh, and. Um uh, what's his name is translating the book, Kavanaugh's. Okay. Yeah, it, that I feel like we're still so, still so far away from kind of figuring out what that deal is. That I don't, that I, you know, he went to Giddy and Giddy's like, Nora's erased all of the stuff in there, in the thing. Dun, dun, dun. Which is kind of like, like right. I mean, okay, but like because they kind, kind of already, they kind of they kind of already established that whatever's happening with her and Dawn is yeah. nearly as nefarious as maybe we anticipated. It kind of softens that thing of like her deleting all her files, and they already established that she was doing some tough stuff. So like, right, her deleting the files isn't like a new development, really. I mean, yeah. it shows that Wells. The only thing it proves that Wells is getting closer to uncovering that she's 
doing some he's doing something shady, but it's not really a revelation to us. Do you guys also do you guys also catch the Wayne the Wayne reference? Yeah. No. Uh, the Wayne the the car they stole from Argus was made out of Wayne Tech. Yeah, made from Wayne Tech. Oh, I didn't notice that. Yeah, that was a uh, that was. The first that was like the first time I think outside of the crossover where Bruce Wayne's name was referenced on Flash, right? In Flash, yeah, Flash, yeah, yeah. Arrow, I think, has done it. Arrow's done it, but not Flash. So I thought that was interesting. I keep thinking like because the closer we get to Batwoman, I keep kind of case keeps making me wondering how closer we are to Batman eventually be on television. Because Mark Bernard and shout out to him, he had like a kind of Twitter thread, so to speak going back and forth about how, like, Batman has always made sense as a TV show, and that Batman should be a TV show. So yeah, he kind of made, and Considering he's in Hollywood, he actually works in Hollywood, um, it kind of made me wonder, like, hmm, why is he all of a sudden randomly talking about Batman being on television? Does he know something I don't know? Maybe Just he saw Titans. I was like... <laughs> yeah, well, if he saw Titans, he might be, might be alarmed. <laughs> by, that, that, by that by that episode in particular um i think that's a good place to wrap the show guys so hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode of the new generation hero talk podcast uh you can catch all of our shows on the new generation podcast network on soundcloud itunes and stitcher be sure to check out our youtube channel new generation media where our young justice episode seven eight and nine review is up so make sure you guys check that out give us some likes give us some comments what you guys think of the season so far make sure you uh make sure you follow us on twitter at new generation pod and on instagram new generation podcast and we are on facebook new generation media follow shamar on instagram at mc channel 22 uh and on snapchat as well mc channel 22 and follow me on twitter at ej underscore stewart and on instagram at action ej we'll be back next week with more hero talk for shamari for kendall i'm ej peace